This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. About a quarter of Chicagoans still haven't received their first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Across the city, hundreds of people are trying to change that. They're called vaccine ambassadors. The Chicago Department of Public Health has partnered with the City Colleges of Chicago to offer a free course about public health messaging. In it, students learn about the roots of vaccine hesitancy and historical racism in the medical field. With that training in hand, they go out into their neighborhoods to knock on strangers' doors and change hearts and minds, or at least try to. Patrick Stonehouse is CDPH's Director of Public Health Operations, overseeing the Ambassador Program. Welcome to Reset, Patrick. Thank you very much for having me. And Selena Patitucci is a vaccine ambassador. Great to have you with us, Selena. Thank you as well. Patrick, the Vaccine Ambassador Program, it's its part of the city's grant-funded COVID Response Corps. Can you tell us about the group and how it all came about? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the Chicago COVID uh, Community Response Corps started out uh, when we were looking at the pandemic as it was developing a couple of years ago and knowing about the need for there to be a large workforce that would be able to do contact tracing was our initial idea, uh, contact tracing and resource coordination. So like working with folks for whom isolating and quarantine, staying home at that point during the pandemic was really difficult financially. So we would have a resource coordination arm that would help people connect with resources. So we knew that we wanted, we needed this large body of people uh, and we made the decision that rather than trying to onboard 500 or 600 people to the city of Chicago, we would rather have these jobs and these resources and these skills go to community members. So we established a subcontract through the Chicago Cook Workforce Partnership with 30 community-based organizations uh, to hire folks from the community areas that are that were deeply impacted by COVID, but also uh, historically had been under-resourced and impacted by all manner of public health inequities over the course of decades. So we brought in all these people, we trained them to do contact tracing, and then we started seeing you know, what are the other opportunities, what are the, what are the other elements of the work that folks can do. Uh, and uh, I think the most beautiful thing about the core that has happened is that every time another idea came up, whether it was working at the vaccination sites at the community co- colleges, whether it was door knocking, whether it was starting up a COVID call center that's had over 300,000 phone calls in almost a year, the answer has always been, yes, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the determination of these individuals to go and help their neighbors, their family members, their friends, their, it's, it's, it's absolutely been inspiring. Selena, Selena, why did you decide to become an ambassador? Well, I wanted to work with the community. I knew that the community had um, issues with getting vaccinated, and I felt like I needed to get out there and, you know, show them that it was safe, that um, if you have any questions, that we were here to help them. We have the resources to give them the, um, the, the things that they needed. And, you know, with CPD, they all helped us out. Chicago uh, Cooks Workforce gave us the tools that we needed. Uh, Patrick, that uh, Chicago Cook Workforce Partnership, who administers the the program, uh, it ensures that the response core contact tracers, as you mentioned, that they both live in and they work in the communities that the uh, pandemic's been hitting the hardest, right? Um, You say that that's the program's secret sauce. Talk to us a bit more about the added benefits of having the folks be from the community. Sure. I think the biggest benefit is the thing that goes into being a vaccine ambassador or being a member of the core that's sort of the technical public health element of it. But by, by way of having 
the core made up of folks from the communities that are most deeply impacted, there is no, there isn't as much of a need for training on like how to talk to the folks in the community area because you you are of the community. It is a peer-based program. You can talk to people as a neighbor as opposed to as a public health representative or both. Like we can build up these the these networks of core members. You are both a person who works for the core and a resource to your community area and your neighbor. You know the questions, you know the people, you know the background, you know the areas of concern, you know the history, you know the resources because it's it's you. And you now have these skills and these resources and these networks to go in and part and help folks see the different paths out of the, the public health concerns that we've got and we've had for years. What Chicago neighborhoods are the ambassadors mainly focused on? Primarily, we focus on those. Uh, so we do a lot of work in uh, South Shore. Uh, we do a lot of work on the West Side as well. So, you know, we, we look at where the, the core members come from. So we do a lot of work in Englewood, uh, Belmont Craig in a bit. Uh, but really, we, we're trying to focus on, like, where do you want to go? Where do you think makes the most sense? And where do you already know the places to go? So we look at, the, you know, we look at the COVID dashboard every single day uh, on the website that CDPH has up. And we look at the, the numbers for different zip codes. And we look at, our, at the core members and we're like, okay, this is how many people we've got. We're from 60649. Cool. Let's mobilize. Let's talk about what they're seeing, what you're seeing in your neighborhoods. And let's talk about what options exist to, to go and do some more proactive work. Yeah. Selena, let's talk about what you've been seeing. First of all, where have you been doing your work? I was in the Austin area. Okay. And so when you're out knocking on doors and, and you're talking to people, talk to us about some of the reasons that they're giving you for not getting the shot. Well, some of them were just following the internet, you know, the internet sometimes misled them saying that the vaccination had uh, a Michael trip inside or um, they would turn into zombies after they get ejection with the vaccine. And we just have to let, let them feel safe about getting the vaccine. Just let them know that the, the vaccine is safe. It was FDA approved. So just be, you know, you got, you got flu shots. We had flu shots before. We just have to have them feel comfortable. Majority mm-hmm. of them are just not comfortable with getting the vaccine. And for obvious reasons, you, you chuckled there, Selena, but these people were serious when they yes, said this to yes, you. They yes, they were. Yes, they were. Uh, Patrick, what are some other common reasons that you're hearing folks, you know, where, where they might mistrust the medical system or just be wary overall of the COVID vaccine? Yeah, it's a lot of, you know, as Selena said, it's a lot of worry about like what are the long-term effects that, that's going to happen to me, to my kids. The, you know, when we when we uh, open up vaccinations down to five years old, a lot of folks are like, well, I don't know about that. Like, I got it. But I don't know about my kid. Mm-hmm. And so it is a lot of like, the, what are the long-term effects uh, and how effective is it? We do hear a fair amount of folks talking about, like, you know, we're, we're hearing about breakthrough cases. And so why get vaccinated if there's still breakthrough cases? So, breakthroughs being cases that come up amongst individuals who are fully vaccinated. And we need to reiterate with those folks that, yes, those happen, but all of the negative health outcomes like hospitalizations and deaths from those cases Mm -hmm. drop are so much lower than they are amongst individuals who are vaccinated. And so it is like, yes, that happens, but the, 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 the most severe outcomes are significantly lessened if you get vaccinated. 
This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we're talking with Patrick Stonehouse from Chicago's Department of Public Health and Selena Patitucci, who's a vaccine ambassador. We're discussing having difficult conversations with vaccine-hesitant Chicagoans. Coming up on the program, we'll talk with a photographer who's aiming to dispel misconceptions of people who are experiencing homelessness in his forthcoming book. So stay with us for that conversation. Um, Selena, I want to pick up where Patrick left off. He was talking about some data there. And as we know, getting vaccinated and boosted, it sharply reduces the risk of being hospitalized or from dying uh, from the disease. Uh, Reporting from WBEZ just last month showed that residents here in Illinois who weren't vaccinated were 22 times more likely to die of COVID complications than people who were vaccinated 22 times. So when you talk to folks, do you talk about the data and does hearing the numbers seem to have any impact on their decision making? Yeah, I mean, we do talk about the numbers. We talk about family like we want you to you if you're not going to get vaccinated because you have personal reasons why we do let them know that. What about your family members who have underlying conditions? So you want to be able to protect them as well. So you might your immune system might be a little different versus their immune system. So, yeah, you may not want to get it, but in the long run, it's better for you to get it because you're going to be around your family members, whether it's a holiday, whether it's a birthday, and then you can get them sick. Do you want that? Well, from your standpoint, Selena, does this effort seem to be working? Like, do you have some success stories? Oh, yes, yes. We've had, we signed plenty of people up canvassing at that moment, at that spot. Some people ran up to us, thanked us for what we were doing and thanking us for, you know, oh, if it wasn't for you just talking to us, we wouldn't understand. And a lot of people at the time didn't know that there was different resources in their area or there's different places they can go and do a walkthrough. People thought they had to make an appointment at Walgreens when we have vast vaccination centers. So they were just thankful that we were there giving them pamphlets with different places they can go. And how does that make you feel when you do change their minds? I'm excited. I'm excited. Like what I'm doing, I'm out here doing something that's positive. And what I'm doing, people are actually being receptive to it. And we're making a difference in our community. The people that I'm I'm working with are the people that I, I live with in that community. So it makes me feel safe in my community as well. And Patrick, we know this uh, COVID vaccine issue it isn't, only about mistrust of the health system. It's become a politically polarizing subject. So what are some things that people should keep in mind when they're talking with their friends and their family and their neighbors about getting vaccinated? I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is the is to be authentic in the conversation. You know, uh, sometimes, especially when we're in those instances where there, there may be some like political leanings or some some concerns that are that are bigger, dismissing those or trying to attack against those can actually just put a person off. Uh, and so, really wanting to like, it's important to just listen, hear a person's concerns, and respond to those concerns, and and just be supportive and providing them with the information that that maybe goes against what they're suggesting, but it really is. It's about keeping the relationship with the folks. One of the things that, that I've learned from talking with members of the court who've been doing the vaccination ambassador work is that, you know, yeah, every once in a while we'll have like a, I have one interaction. That's all it took. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. I give them the information, but a lot of times it's like three, four times that you have to come back to a person and answer another question and have another conversation. And that's, that's the relationship building that the ambassadors are able to do. Before I let you go, Patrick, how can people who are interested in being ambassadors like Selena, how can they get involved? 
So the easiest thing to do is to go to the uh, Malcolm X City College website and look up the Vaccine Ambassador Program. It's a free online training to go through the training, and it also has, like, follow-up for new information that comes out. There's a, a whole different channel after you've completed the Vaccine Ambassador training where you can just keep getting more information and connecting with other ambassadors. The other thing folks can do if they're interested is they can always call us. Uh, the vaccine ambassadors operate, as I mentioned, we do contact tracing, we do outreach. We also operate our call center. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can call 312-746-4835 and talk to a vaccine ambassador about what the experience has been like and get some ideas of uh, how they can work together with us. Patrick Stonehouse operates the city's COVID response Corps vaccine ambassador program at the Chicago Department of Public Health. And Selena Patitucci is a vaccine ambassador. Thank you both. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.